Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into Honorado and Company on the road. And this is an absolute first inside the beverage center of all beverage centers in the capital region, Minogue's Beverage Center. The shipyard pumpkin head is already out and ready to go for that fall season. You never get too early with the pumpkin stuff. Everybody knows that. The pumpkin spice, it's already everywhere. It is also here at Minogue. Saratoga Eagle's been a great partner of the show. Michelob Ultra. And we are ready to rock for football season with them as well. We've got baseball stuff to get to here. The Mets and the Yankees have now played four regular season games. Will we see any more this year? The only way that happens is if they meet in the World Series. We've got Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy teaming up with the PGA to maybe take on live golf a little bit. We've got Greg Gattuso, New Albany football head coach, on the show as well as they get ready for one heck of a season opener at number 10 Baylor in a little more than a week, we'll talk with the coach. And Ashley Miller, of course, will join here as well. Get, let's get things going here from Minogue's in Malta on Honorado and Company. This is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Shout out to our people at Alpenhouse, Andy Heck and Katie Osborne, longtime supporters of the show. And now we are so pumped to have this guy as a part of our team as well, Saratoga Eagle, Jeff Euclid. Jeff, it's good to see you, man. Thanks uh, for doing this. Great to, be, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hosting us yeah, here. Yeah, welcome. All right, this is great. We'll move around the space Absolutely. a little bit. If people haven't been to a Minogue's in the Capital Region yet, you're missing out. The one in Malta is where Ashley and I love to shop. We're right up the road from here. Uh, by the way, you guys have had a big summer at Saratoga Eagle, courtesy of Eagle the Budweiser Clydesdales yeah. were in Saratoga Springs. What was that experience? Like? That, that was that was unbelievable. It was a great week to host the Clydesdales. You know, we had them at the track for the first time in 15 years. Yeah, they got to uh, walk around the track. I mean, the fans loved it. We went up Broadway in Saratoga. You know, marched up Broadway, went down to the fire station, presented the fire station with a Clydesdale plaque, a horseshoe. They put out our fire Christmas Day, so we wanted to recognize yeah. them for all the great work and service they do for our community. And you got to ride along, right? I rode on the hitch, yes. And I just got, you know, I got my wave down. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like you said, it's been a long time since uh, the Clyde sales were in town. And what a year to do it, right? It feels like maybe we're back to normal at Saratoga Racecourse. Have you gotten that sense as well? We do. And you know, this is our first year back at Saratoga Racecourse as well as a sponsor. And it was just a great way to, to launch the season. And yeah, I feel like we're finally coming out of the pandemic and things are going back to normal. Business is good, right? And business is good. Yeah, we're having a great summer. I mean, look at the weather, right? I don't tell too many people this, but the guy in the big sky there, that yellow, that yellow thing, yeah, yeah. that's a good salesman for us. So we're very, very excited about that. There have been a number of new products that, that you guys have been part of. The, the launching of, I mean, seltzers like nobody's business. Right. I know Bud Light has a seltzer that does right. so well. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the, of Neutral, which you can't get here in Minogue, right. but you can get next door next at door Bricks. bricks correct. Um, that is taken over High Noon. I don't want to hear from you High Noon people. Go out and get Neutral instead. <laughs> it's better. Um, it's just an ever-expanding industry, isn't it? It really is. You know, and I, I have a saying, you know, we, we quench thirst for every occasion, you know, and that's the business we're in. So whether it's neutral, which is a, it's a vodka-based product, yep. a vodka-based seltzer, or a Bud Light seltzer, which is a, which is a malt-based seltzer. I mean, we, you name it, we have it. And of course, you walk around the store here, there's not a product that you can't get that won't quench your thirst 
you know, we're very proud of uh, the local business that we do here. Yeah. We supply a lot of local uh, local breweries and, and sell a lot of their brands, and, and they're, they're great to work with. Common Roots is awesome. Yes. Frog Alley is yes. great. Go up north to Paradox. North, north Paradox. Northway Brewing is a great partner. So they're all just uh, good local partners, and, and they make great beer. Yeah. And by the way, it isn't only alcohol that Saratoga Eagle wraps, but obviously it is what certainly they do best, and we're proud to have Michelob Ultras as part of the show here as well. All right, because we've got you on a sports talk show, we have to talk a little bit of sports here, so let's do it. Uh, what does a successful season look like for the Bills? If they've had success, what does that mean this well, year? Well, there's only one thing, a Super Bowl. Okay. Period, right? I mean, they're poised for the Super Bowl. And I, I, you look at the way that team has performed over the past couple of years. I mean, it was 13 seconds, really, that killed that season. But I think they have the – they no doubt have the talent. Yes. All right? The question is, do they have the coaching that can get them over the, over the hump? And that, that's what I'm going to be watching this year. But the talent on that team – and the drive and the will to win. We have we have a core value in our company, will to win. The will to win for the Buffalo Bills is beyond anything else. And the will to win to their fans, you know, Bills Mafia, you can't beat it. So, You're from the Buffalo where When I is am. the last time hopes were this high for a Bills team? Well, do you have to back, go back to the 90s? You have to go back to the 90s, Jim Kelly years, you know. I, mean, yeah. I, I went to one of the four Super Bowls that they lost, right? And, uh, you know, those four years in a row going to the Super Bowl, pretty amazing accomplishment in sports go yes. there four years in a row also amazing losing four years in a row. <laughs> so you know well look i'm a braves fan we won one world series in five shots in the 90s so i i feel most of your pain as well nobody sells hope like the buffalo Bills. <laughs> how many games will we go to this year i don't know i haven't decided yet i went to three games last year and they lost all three games at home so i'm thinking maybe i'll stay back maybe go to away game i think i did <laughs> joke with you i'll bring you to the packers game because then maybe i guarantee green bay a victory yeah. um all right before we let you get out of here sure. jeff um best wings in buffalo as a guy who knows western new york like nobody yes. else uh and my favorite wings are duffs okay. by far yeah i know everyone talks about the anchor bar anchor bar is a great partner and uh, they're they're great they're they're a great customer of ours but when it comes to the wings, got to go to Duff's. I always say, if, you, if you've never been to Buffalo before, you've never had wings in Buffalo before, go to Anchor Bar because of the experience. Right. If you want the quality of the wing, go to Duff's. That's how I felt. Yeah, that's, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> uh, the pumpkin head. Behind, yeah, is it, is know, it ever too early for fall beers? Uh, it never is, obviously, because they're selling. But I personally, <laughs> I think it's too early. I, you know, Angelo, my journal manager, I'm like, yeah. Angelo, really fall beers? But if you go into... You know, any other stores, you know, the fall season's here and people are selling fall products. So, and there's a seltzer too. And there's a seltzer too. Yeah, amazing, right? Yeah. There's seltzer for every season, seltzer for every occasion. Good luck to your bills. Hey, thank you, man. Great to be here. All Jeff, right. appreciate great. the partnership. Thank you. Oh, thank you yeah. so much, honestly, yeah. for the support. You bet. Saratoga Eagle and Michelob Ultra with us here and the president of Saratoga Eagle stopping by here at Minogue's in Malta. Ash, we'll bring Ashley Miller into the mix here. I'll walk around this place and show off i mean it is it, this warehouse is incredible uh i might even i might even dip into the freezer and see how long i can last there before i need to take a commercial break and bail out of there all right let's take a quick break here though on honor auto and company when we come back we'll get into that subway series we saw earlier this week will we see the yanks and mets again face off come october we'll talk about that we've got you albany head coach greg gattuso coming up on the show ahead of that game uh at baylor but first a word from Michelob Ultra. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. If you can't give true love to me, 
2.6 carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, back here at uh, Minogue's in Malta. Ash, it's good to see you. Thanks for hanging that through that interview with uh, with our buddy Jeff Vuklik, the president at Saratoga Eagle. And shout out to his incredible team there, John and Abby, who have been supporters of the show since we had a meeting with them a while ago. It's great to have them as the official distributor on Honorado and Company. Yes, sir. You didn't take me with you today. We switched out. I came in here. You went home. Correct. I'm not far from home. <laughs> uh, we have we've spent some time here. They've got great products. You can yep. see. I mean, look at just. I'll I'll get out of the way. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 close to kind of the local beer section. I'll show off some more of that though as as we do the show. We've got breaking news to get to here, Ash. Let's just yep. do it right off the bat. Um, Chet Holmgren, um, one of the top picks in this past year's NBA draft. Yeah. Okay. Oklahoma City Thunder played one year at Gonzaga is an absolute stud or we really kind of figured he would be, would be yeah. uh, out for the season with a Liz Frank injury. He injured his foot playing in that pro-am, whatever yeah. you want to call it in Seattle. Uh, he gets injured. There was moisture on the floor. They had to stop playing because it was a little bit of a mess. And what did I say to you yesterday about this situation? Uh. You're not said, LeBron James. You you're not 38. You haven't yeah. already done what you what everybody wants you to yeah. do in the NBA. Just focus yeah. on your NBA rookie. I know this is fun, and you go play with yeah. some legends in the sport. I get it all. But just focus on being a rookie in the NBA and fulfilling what the Oklahoma City Thunder want you to be. You're 19 yeah. years old. My thought is always like that to me, and I get it. It's not pickup, but it's almost like he went home and played pickup and hurt himself. To me, it's the same thing. Like, you've yet to play a single game for the team that drafted you, and already you're going to miss the entire season. And, and I know there are a lot of people out there, his body type um, is, I think, one that draws attention because he's probably going to be more injury-prone, or at least that's kind of what people thought. And he already, fragile. He already fragile. he's making that kind of come true, which isn't a good yeah. thing. So, yeah, not a good start if you're – uh, rookie Chet Holmgren, an entire year, an entire year. And look, I, you know, I'm frustrated by this because, you know, I love the NBA. I love basketball. I wanted to see what Chet Holmgren yeah. could be, right? Everybody compares the body type to a Kevin Durant, who, oh, by mm -hmm. the way, we'll get to in a second. Um, and, and yeah, you said it like he, he looks fragile. He looks frail. Can his body hold up to an 82 game season? Well, it didn't even hold up against NBA competition. Yeah. Uh, LeBron crossed him over, and he now we've got a Liz Frank injury, and he's out for the year. I, I just, man, I, I just, I hate to see it. I, and, and to your point about if he were at home playing pickup, I could forgive it. Like, hey, you know what? He's going, he's going to play basketball outside of the Thunder facility. It's just going to happen. But do you have to be in this gym where you've got condensation on the floor because they right. pack the people? Like, it's, he's not just at, you know, a, a buddy's house playing in the driveway where you get a freak injury. This was set up for something to happen to somebody. And unfortunately, it's Chet Holmgren. 
Yeah, and I still don't think, like, I'm not about playing pickup in your buddy's driveway. Like, if you're going to get injured, it better be in a gym where you are practicing to get better, not, like, messing around with your friends in a driveway or at a high school gym with your friends who you used to play, you know, high school ball with. Like, to me, yeah. that's – none of that is acceptable. The program, I understand, like, he's not the only guy there doing it, but he's not LeBron James, like you said. He's not. Sam's watching. Good morning, Sam. Carol's watching as well. Well, great, Carol. We hope you're we are great. as well. Um, Nick says he's ready for the pumpkin ale. Okay. All right. Yeah, I ready for some of this. I so I said this yesterday when we were up there. Shipyard is my favorite pumpkin ale. Mm -hmm. uh, I know there are others out there. I am a big pumpkin fan, but yep. I'm also happy to wait until fall really hits. I don't wish pumpkin into my life, just like I don't wish football or the fall into my life, because that means cold weather. I'm happy to, to accept it when it gets here, but yep. I'm not wishing my summer away. Okay. There are a lot of people who wish fall into their lives. Yeah. People say it's their favorite season. I'm like, just savor summer. It's yeah. so short in the capital yep. region. Can we please just enjoy the two and a half months we get of it? Correct. And with Travers coming, we'll preview the race here in a second. Uh, Summer's pretty much over. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we have what we have learned. Brian says pumpkin everything. I agree. I also am not. So there are a lot of people who want to knock people who drink pumpkin in like as soon as it comes out on August 15th. Oh, like I, you do you. I'm happy. You can drink pumpkin all year long. I don't really care. It's just not me. But I'm also not going to tell someone that they shouldn't drink pumpkin because it's not fall. Whatever. Who cares? Okay. All right, let's get into what we saw this past week in Major League Baseball. Yanks and Mets had Wednesday night off this week. Yep. Um, so as we are here on a Thursday, if you're watching us Saturday night on my four, uh, Yanks are on the road out west. Mets are beginning a 10-game homestand. But let's talk about the Subway Series we saw here. These yep. two teams split the four regular season games. Home team held serve. And will we see these two teams on a baseball field again before 2023. <laughs> I mean, I sure hope so. I think that would be awesome, but that means it's going to be in the World Series. So I, I'm going to say no, but I really hope so. I think I think a Subway Series, and I could be wrong, I think a Subway Series would be great for baseball. Uh, I know you wouldn't agree, but yeah, I think it would be great for baseball. But and, and I don't think that it won't be the Mets. I think it won't be the Yankees there. So not only are you first blush of the answer, not supporting the Braves getting the World Series and facing your Yankees. You are now doubling down and saying, actually, in fact, I think only half of it would come true and it would be the Mets, not the Yankees. Yeah. I, I'm being a realistic participant. I'm not, I'm not voting with my heart. I'm voting with my head or pick choosing with my head, not yeah. my heart. I support your Braves. I also support my Yankees. I just think the Mets are a better team right now. Yeah, I don't disagree. They're they're very, very good. I've said it on the show all season long. I'm quite frankly, I'm getting sick of, of all the positive things coming out of my mouth in regards to the New York Mets. Um yeah. but but we don't I'm with say you. that I, many positive things. I, I think they're the I think they're the best team in the National League. Um if you I held me down today to a World Series pick out of the NL, it would be the Mets. And we'll see Jacob deGrom on Thursday night as the Mets open up a 10-game homestand starting with the Rockies. I got a question for you from uh, our guy, Joel. He's not on, I don't think he was able to watch on YouTube, so he left me oh. a, a message on Instagram. 
Hi, I'd like to contribute this question for the next O and Co. When will be the next loss for the Braves? Seriously, two of three against the Astros, three of three against the Pirates, which it's the Pirates. Uh, they win when they need to. When are yeah. the when are the Braves going to lose again? This weekend, oh. they will not. They will not sweep the Cardinals. Oh yeah, you're right about that. Cardinals are good, especially not against Jordan Montgomery, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, they're the Sunday night game, Atlanta and St. Louis. Atlanta will That'll not awesome. sweep them. Obviously, they had, they scored 14 runs on Wednesday's getaway game against uh, the Pirates. They will not sweep the Cardinals. So, Joel, love you for chiming in, but uh, <laughs> the Braves will lose a game at least one this yeah. weekend. Let's hope um, only one. All right, Sam's got a good question here. Let's weigh in on this here. He wants to know our thoughts on next year's schedule. Teams playing every other team, only 13 games against it. I, I, I don't like it. I love the heavily weighted schedule of yeah. playing your division opponents. I love that baseball changed that a, a number of years ago where you are going to finish with a division opponent every regular season. Uh, it makes September incredibly interesting and stressful and, and yeah. all of that. So I don't like that we're eliminating division games. That's yeah, me. me. Me neither. And I just also don't think, like to me, Yankees, D-backs at this point in my life, Yankees, Rockies, like that is not interesting to me. Or who, you know, whoever it's going to end up being, I'd rather play against the teams in my division. And, and it'll be interesting to see with only 13 games against each team versus however many you're playing this season, how that affects like how races are determined, whether it's earlier in the season, later in the season, if we feel like that is affecting how quickly teams can separate themselves or if it just kind of bunches teams up, if it affects it at all. How about this? We're going to jump into your Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute right after this comment. Nick picked up Jordan Montgomery. Boy, You're smart. He, so did uh, my friend Sean. Smart, all of you. A one-hit shutout. His last time out. Not bad. Not no, bad no, at all. Bad. I wish we saw uh, The fans have been booing Brian Cashman for a little while here. And part of it, I think, is they would like to see him maybe do something about Aaron Boone. But they also don't love the additions and subtractions that uh, that he's made here uh, up against the deadline. All right, Ash, let's get. Of them have worked out. I know. Crazy. All right. With that on the mind here, yeah. you're on the clock here. The Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute. All right. I, I had a problem with this when it happened, when they traded Jordan Montgomery totally unexpectedly. I felt bad for the guy. He's all teared up. His girlfriend is doing a residency at Mount Sinai. They're now going to live half a country apart. I felt bad for the guy. Now I feel bad for Yankee fans. And I don't feel bad for management of the Yankees. I feel bad for Yankee fans and the Yankees players who were his teammates because this guy has taken the bull by the horns. He's gone to St. Louis, which is arguably the greatest baseball city in the country. And he's all he's done in four starts is been 4-0 with a 0.35 ERA. You mentioned the, the win against the Cubs, which now we're talking a couple days ago. If you're in the re-air, it's a few more days than that. His first career complete game, one hit, complete game shutout. The guy doesn't walk a person since he's been, I think maybe has one walk since he's been with the Cardinals, 25 innings. Absolutely ridiculous what he's doing, but good for him. Because you know what? He's making Brian Cashman look like a total idiot. 
And he has uh, given Yadi Molina a lot of credit. Yeah. Here. You said he, that, that Molina's yeah. guidance, I, I think, was it the one hit shutout where he said, I didn't shake him off once. And maybe right. he has said, since I arrived in St. Louis, yeah, I haven't yeah. shaken Molina nope. off once. Whatever he says, yeah. I'm throwing. And man, has it worked out. Yeah. And, and listen, they've got Jose Trevino is an all-star catcher, but Yadier Molina is a first ballot Hall of Fame catcher. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. All right. One quick timeout here. When we come back, my Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute. We're sticking with baseball, but we're talking about um, attendance and extracurricular activities within a major league ballpark. Uh, I should have asked Jeff about this because uh, it's been long reported that, that these types of things have happened at Buffalo Bills games uh, or NFL stadiums. It probably happens everywhere. Uh, yes. It, I mean, it, we know it happens everywhere, yeah. uh, even outside of sports. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave you with that. and we, we come back. My Popeye's Louisiana fast minute here on Honorado and Company. You Albany head coach Greg Gattuso still on the way news about kevin durant and the brooklyn nets of course we'll react to that and we will preview the traverse stakes at saratoga race course back in 30 seconds everybody fire water smoke mold and sewage cleanup reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding kpm restoration will work quickly to restore your home we'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property my problem was that uh, I was traveling, there was a leak in my basement. We called KPM, they came in at nine o'clock at night and were there till two o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration, we'll get you back to normal. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, back here live at Minogue's Beverage Center in Malta. I'm, I'm moving around here a little bit, Ash, as you can tell. It sounds like you're near a f the freezers more. Oh, I am. Just so maybe based I shouldn't on the sound. even go into. Yeah, maybe not. We might not hear you if you do. The beer cave. There it is. <laughs> uh, but I mean, look at look at this face. It's awesome. It, it's unbelievable. Whatever your beverage needs. They've got it here at Minogue. So if you're getting ready for Traverse Weekend, come by and see our is. people at, uh, at Minogue's in Malta. I'll move over here a little bit away from the freezer for you. Um, and let's get into the Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute here for me, for Ash. Yeah. This is, I mean, when I saw this story, I thought to myself, I am talking about this on the podcast because... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm juvenile in nature. That's yeah, why okay. um, men don't mature beyond the age of 16 in many ways. <laughs> and so when I heard about two Oakland A's fans hiding in a corner of the stadium, this is not them, um, but right. hiding in a corner of the stadium where there was nobody else around because these games are so poorly attended and they uh, were not watching the game. They were paying, paying very close attention to one another, let's say. Um, and I said to our executive producer at the station, I said, this couple must have kids at home because they thought the only way we're going to get this necessary intimate alone time is to go to an Oakland A's game where there's nobody else around. And as you can see in these pictures, that is the case at the Oakland Coliseum. And so if you are a couple and you need a little time together, 
you know, pay the cheap amount to get into an Oakland A's game and and have at it. Here's. I was going to say we're not talking about making out either. End of the story, if you will, is that Major League Baseball is going to investigate this thing. Uh, I, I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? They've beefed up security at A's games now. So more people. More security you know than there are fans. Yeah. I mean, you know how this goes. People hear about what this one couple did in an A's game. There are other people who then say, hey, we're, let's go do it. That sounds exciting and fun and stupid and okay. And uh, so you knew there would be more who would follow. So I get the security. If you're Major League Baseball, leave it alone. Well, yeah. What do you care? Listen. There are people who have like checklists of places that they would love to do it. Now you just put a, a baseball stadium on everyone's checklist. Yeah, and and look, that's more exciting. What's going on in the stands than what's going on in the field in Oakland? Certainly. So maybe people should be paying to watch what's happening in the stands as opposed to on the field. That's my buddy. Our, our buddy Sean Martin will be so thrilled that this is this is how his Oakland days get on. Honorado and company. I know. Well, we used to talk about Kevin Smith. Now we talk about people having sex in the stands. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> let's talk about let's fun. talk let's talk about the Traverse here before we yeah. get to your Albany coach head football G. coach Greg Tussos. We've got a few minutes before he pops on. Um, this is a not a a big it's field. Deep. I was going to say not a deep field. It is a no, deep field. It's, it's not a yeah. big field. This is not, um, you know, an ocean. It's a deep river, um, but it's incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. And and I've had horse players say to me, may, this may be the best Traverse field in really recent memory. We've had star-studded singular Sorry, yeah. horses. Yes. In, but in terms of a betting race, right? this thing feels, I'm not going to hate that. I hate the phrase wide open. Everybody uses it. Um, but it feels like, a lot of people are going to go to those betting windows on Saturday with a number of different combinations. Yeah. And be confused. Uh, Listen, there is no, there's, you can't really pick a bad horse. Listen, I get it. A horse like ain't life grand and gilded age are, are supremely long shots, but we've seen crazier things happen. There's a horse on there called rich strike. I got a little Mm -hmm. bit of a misspelling, not Rick strike, but rich strike uh, who was 80 to one. In the Kentucky Derby, oh, by the way, he went and won it. But you've got the Kentucky Derby winner. You've got the Haskell winner. You've got the Jim Dandy winner. You've got the Preakness winner. You've got all of those in this race. And yet, like you said, I would—I don't know if I'd call it wide open. Epicenter is the clear favorite. But when you get eight horses in a race, anything can happen. Yeah. Fun betting So, race. Rich Strike, you're right. Not only – was he the Kentucky Derby long shot? He still is not getting enough respect from us at Honorado and Company to properly spell it. Rich Strike. I know. Okay, so Epicenter's the favorite, but Epicenter still is looking for his first grade one. Yes. Um, this race certainly may determine the three-year-old champion of the year, even if Epicenter as the favorite wins, and it's yep. his only grade one of the year, he yep. still may be the three-year-old champion of the year. If so. Rich Strike wins, he's certainly three-year-old champion of the year. You get the Derby and the Traverse, and then we'll see what happens, obviously, at the Classic. But if Chad Brown is to win this race with one of his three horses, which one would you put money on? Early voting, Zandon, Artorias. I mean, I, I'm a little bit of a prisoner of the moment, so I would go Artorias, but... 
clearly everyone else is a prisoner of the moment because he's the betting favorite of Chad's three. I think he we said he was seven to two, uh, I, or nine to two maybe. I think obviously people have seen well he won last time out in the Curlin, so people have been kind of oh he turned heads, he maybe surprised people. So that's who I would go with. We haven't seen great stuff from early voting uh, in the recent past, but maybe Zandon has a big race. Listen, he won the Preakness. He's capable of a big race. If I if I have to pick one, I'm going Artorias. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I've been high on Epicenter. I think I mm-hmm. picked Epicenter to win the Derby. Okay. Um, then I had early voting in the Preakness, and then I probably botched the Belmont completely. Epicenter. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, early voting won the early voting won the. Preakness. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're right. So I, I, you know, I was at the track when on Jim Dandy Day, Epicenter was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I love the dandy winner once over the track, but I just feel like this, I don't know, something not strange, but maybe a little surprising is going to happen on Saturday in this race. Yeah. And I think the most interesting thing, and we are not, I will admittedly say no, I've no. learned a lot about horse racing in my 10 years, 10 plus years here. Um, we are still not horse racing savants or connoisseurs. I think some of the most confusing stuff to us is that we don't understand the track surface. We don't understand when the track is fast, when it's not fast, when it's sealed, when it's whatever. We don't understand how that affects things really and what horses are going to be better because of that. According to everyone, this track is as fast as it's ever been and it's changed significantly in the last five weeks. So is that, does that affect someone differently? Like Epicenter ran great on this very different track Four weeks ago, does that mean he doesn't run great on this very different track? Four weeks later, I, you know, I don't know. Um, so I think more people could speak better to that than we can. But that's why I think it's a fun sport because it's fun to maybe not know everything sometimes. Oh, there's no doubt about it. All right, Ash, we can still hear you. We just won't be able to see you. Yeah. As we go to commercial break here, before we bring in you Albany football head coach Greg Gattuso, I, I want to show off some of the. What are you buying for me? Beers that Saratoga Eagle has here at Minogue's Beverage Center. Well, we already talked about Common Roots and Frog Alley uh, coming up on Common Roots right there. I've already passed Paradox. Artisanal is a very popular local Unified. beer as well. Unified. Yes, Excellent. they've got it all here. Yeah. So we'll bring in Coach Quetuso live from Minogue's in Malta. We're back in only 30 seconds, everybody, with the head coach of the UAlbany football program as they get set to travel to Baylor. Hang on, back right after this. Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Welcome back to Honorado and Company. Chris Honorado, Ashley Miller. Ash, what would you say is the number one thing we know about Waco, Texas? 
Well, I've been to Waco, Texas. Uh, when I played at Syracuse, we played at Baylor. Um, there's not much to see there, but I know it's better because of Chip and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Chip and Joe brought it out of the David Koresh yeah. era. Out of the abyss. And obviously there's some great football and great basketball that is played yeah. uh, at Baylor in Waco, Texas. But I wonder, will the UAlbany football team get to meet Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's up to the head That's coach. That's the goal, right? Greg Gattuso. Aside from a win. Here on Honorado and Company. Coach, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? It's good to see the Honorados again. Oh, it's, good to see you. It's great to see you, buddy. I'm glad. Uh, it's been, as you know, a long time for me to talk some football with you, so I'm happy we can do this. Uh, Baylor, boy, you, you're not going to take it easy on your guys right out of the gate here, huh? I mean, we've had a COVID year, a spring season, trying to recover from all that and playing fall year last year. And you're like, you know, guys, let's let's go play a team that made the Big 12 championship game last year. Yeah, we, we thought this was a great way to start off 2022, you know, with a nice, easy road trip to a nice, warm destination and play the number 10 team in the country. So yeah, we're, we, you know, but we are, we're excited about it. I, I, I'm still recovering from the David Koresh territory. Hadn't really put that together. Um, and I, every time I talk to me, maybe you can help me. You really have a knack for getting some celebrities to pay attention. But, you know, I've asked mul multiple times that I've been talked to by the press in Waco, they asked me, what did Waco, what did Baylor give us to come down and play the game? And I said, they promised me a meeting with Chip and Joanna Gaines. So that's, that's gone over. The media people like it, but I uh, haven't heard from Chip or Joanna yet. And uh, I have high hopes. I mean, we're going to have our, some wives at the trip and it'd be very nice to meet them. We're all big fans of, uh, of Fixer Upper and, and Chip and Joanna and what they do. Maybe even some, just some cookies from Magnolia Bakery could kind of seal the deal a little bit. That wouldn't be so bad. Well, if you could get us in with Chip and Joanna with your connections with Hollywood that you have, then maybe yeah. we'll, I'll bring you some cookies. How's that sound? Okay. I was going to tell you, if we can hook you up with Chip and Joanna, we better be on that plane with you going to meet Chip and Joanna. Guaranteed done. Perfect. All right. We'll get to work. All right. Let's let's, 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 let's skeptical let's... over there, though. Yeah. Well, I, you know what, though? I, I really will see what we can what we can do. Look, it's the home opener, right? right. I, I, Chip should be there. They go um, to the game. We're willing yeah, right. to go. We'll be down there Thursday. We're willing to go over and visit at the at the uh, at the tour. store now. That they. I remember when they bought the property and they were. It was a dump, and they he fixed it all up and turned it into this. So uh, you know, we've been there from the ground floor with Chip and Joanna. All right, let's let's see what we can do. Uh, let's talk about this schedule first here, just because, and then we'll talk about Baylor and and how you kind of grow this team through so much ad adversity over the last couple of years. Not a single back-to-back -back game at home. Yeah. I don't know who we need to talk to at the CAA, but this isn't <laughs> the way we would like to draw up the schedule, or I know you would, I, I assume anyway, right? Let's build a little momentum with consecutive home games. Um, but when you saw the schedule laid out, obviously you had a hand in, in building it to a degree. Um, what is it about the way this sets up that you like for your guys? Well, you know, I, the, the home and away thing doesn't really bother me. I think as much as you'd like to have a couple home games in a row, it's tough when you have a couple away games in a row. So mm. this doesn't bother me. It's very rare. I, I think maybe one other time as a head coach in my 20-plus years of being a head coach that I've had this alternating schedule. Um, but it doesn't – it's fine. You know, I think 
it's always tough with that that second that home opener being a big conference game. You know, with UNH, it's a rival game. It's you know we're we're coming out we're coming off a, a tough game at, at Baylor, and then we got to come back here and we got to get a win. That's going to be a critical piece of the season. And then you know we have two pretty good tough out of conference games in Fordham, who has a right. a quarterback who's they're talking about is in the draft pool, and and uh, he's a challenge and. They've done a good job there, and then uh, always a tough Central Connecticut team, run by Ryan McCarthy, a former Great Dane. So you know the the first four weeks are are going to mm-hmm. be, we're going to find out who we are. Uh, we get into an off week again, which will be good after the fourth game and kind of regroup and then hit the conference schedule. Coach, I'm not going to compare compare Baylor and North Dakota State, but in a way I will because you start with kind of a monster right out of the gate. And you did the same thing last year. You had North Dakota State, you had Syracuse. So you really challenged your team right off the jump. This is, you have kind of small windows of opportunity to really do that in the preseason, we'll say, before you get into conference schedule. How do you approach this Baylor game? Do you realistically, as a coach, say, we want to go in there and win? Is that what you're telling your kids? Or do you set other goals and, and find ways to come out with wins if the final score doesn't go your way? You know, I think the big thing I talk to my team about is putting our best foot forward. And I think, you know, we have to be consistent week in and week out. And I think in, in a tough conference like ours, if you if you if you specialize in one week um, that you have to win this game or you're going to win this game, um, obviously we want to win every game. But we've got to be able to put our best foot forward. We've got to tackle well and block well and, and uh, execute our offensive defense. And, and, and a big part of it is special teams in these kind of games. So. You know, our message is always clear and always the same is, is be the best we can be. And, and that's what we're working on right now, just to be the best football team we can be. We're meshing some new people into uh, our team. And, uh, and I feel really good about where we're at right now. Greg always gives you some good insight to the program on Twitter. You see it there on your screen at Coach G Gattuso. Give him a follow on Twitter. Coach, you just kind of alluded to it, some new names, faces that fans will will get used to. Um, you have a new offensive coordinator. Uh, as I just, you know, we look, we talked about the COVID year, a spring season. Do you feel like this summer, and now as we get really into camp, uh, that things are back to normal for you guys? Are you as a staff and as a head coach able to approach this season the way you normally would pre-2020? Yeah, I feel good about our kids. I mean, we have a full training cycle in. I think the hardest thing here that hurt us, at, 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 certainly in, in the 2021 year, was more the lack of training than in the amount of training we missed. And But we're fully done. Coach Barber has done a great job. Our kids look great. You know, we're uh, – we're we're back. I mean, there, it's we expect a, a good football year out of us. You know, we feel um, everybody had terrible problems in 2020 and 2021. I don't even look yeah. back at it. You know, the kids were all looking forward to, to go out and, and go play Baylor. And, and it's a, a massive challenge for us. I mean, they're ranked number 10 in, in the country, number eight, number 12. Um, they're a good football team. It's it's far and away the best, the highest level program that that Albany's ever played, and, and uh, we're excited about that. I mean, that's something – we have a lot of kids here that want to play in the NFL, and, um, you know, I tell them all the time, this is this is a showcase for you. Go play, you know. And But watching tape, obviously Baylor's very good. They're very deep. Um, Coach Aranda does a great job, but at the end of the day, we, we have to be ourselves. If we're going to have any chance to push them into deep into the second half, um, that's the goal in these kind of games is you got to get in deep water with them and hope that they – 
they get nervous. FCS, I've been on that end. I know what it's like going into the fourth quarter up, you know, 10-9 when I was at Maryland over Towson. And that was, you know, you get a little nervous in, the, in those situations. <laughs> but they're a really great program, and uh, hopefully we can go down and have a great experience, play our best football, and, and uh, come home healthy. Coach, you mentioned all the kind of new pieces that you're trying to incorporate. You got a guy like Todd Sibley who comes in as a transfer running back. But when I looked at your roster, the thing that stood out was youth. I saw a lot of freshmen, sophomores, and some of those guys did get good time last year. A guy like Larry Walker Jr., who is still young, uh, and a couple other names who, in especially in the secondary, I think, got a lot of really good playing time as youth. How important is that to some of those guys who will, I think, be kind of cornerstones particularly on the defensive side of the ball for you yeah I think that's the thing people don't realize about us we're very young mm -hmm. you know we we only have I think five guys that are uh actual seniors end of their eligibility you know and and you know the transfer portal certainly changes that dynamic a little bit but it's, we are young but we have experience in, in in whether it's here or somewhere else um we feel really good about what we were able to accomplish in the we, the transfer portal. We lost good players. Look, we lost guys like like Jared First was a really good football player here, Dan D'Amico. But we we replaced the two or three real impact players, we think, with eight or ten or twelve hmm. kids that have fit into our program seamlessly that are going to be out there on the big stage against Baylor and do well. And, and, and that group includes Todd Sibley and A.J. Simon and Anton Junkage and uh, Reese Paffenberger. And, you know, you go down this list um, – Revan Eastman, Quinn Zenoble. There's a large number of guys that we've brought in from some Division II schools uh, and a couple transfers that are impacting our team in a very positive way. I think that's really interesting. I want to just stay with that for a second here because my mindset has always been, boy, this is bad. The transfer portal is bad for programs at the FCS level. But – you're you're putting a positive spin on it here like hey guys we don't have to be the ones who are just picked on all the time by some upper level pro we can go out there and find kids who maybe were under recruited and have an opportunity to play at a high level at the, in the CAA is that what i'm hearing no question i mean i come from that level you know i coach at duquesne and, and um i i there's great football players everywhere you know it wrote rpi has some great football players yeah. Duquesne has some great football players there's a lot of great players out there we're going to get poached. We know that. And, you know, I, it's funny. I was texting with Coach Killings today, and, 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 you know, we were talking about how the difference how kids are nowadays and stay the course and all that. And I texted him back. I might be old, but I've always, I've always been adaptive. You know, I understand mm -hmm. things change. Uh, I'm not going to sit around and complain. We wish Jared first grade. He's starting at Florida State. He's doing fantastic. I'm proud of that. I'm proud that we recruited him when no one else offered him a scholarship. But – not going to sit around and whine about it. We're going to go out and find players that fit what we do, and we did that. And I, I commend our coaching staff. It's a lot of work. You know, big schools have have scouting departments now. Yeah. You know, like my coaches went out and, and busted their tails uh, watching hours of tape of kids from Division Two and Division Three. The four Division Two kids we brought in here are either starting or playing significant minutes, and, and um, I'm excited about that. They're going to be really – those four guys are going to be great football players for us moving forward. Coach, I think it says a lot about you and your staff that you can say something like, you know, I'm proud of the fact that Jared Verse has now moved on. Like you guys can take a little bit of credit 
for not only being the only ones to offer him a scholarship and recruit him, but helped him develop to the point where he's going to go play in the ACC and probably the NFL someday. That's how, you know, that's how good he was. And we were all able to see that. So I think that's pretty big of you. Number one, Uh, let's go to the quarterback position. We saw Joey Carino a lot last year. Does he have competition? I know you always say it's an open competition. Um, Where is your quarterback spot at now and how good do you feel about that? See, this is usually the question I bug you with. Ash beat me to it. I'm glad you guys are are sharing being a pain in my butt. We're married. You know, that's how it goes. Yeah, I I get that. No, he, you know, we, Reese is going to go into the Baylor game as number one. Um, He's been spectacular in camp. You know, I mean, I, he, it was funny. We were we were at practice on Sunday, and, and uh, we had a visitor, Roger Wyland, at practice. And, and and when the scrimmage was over, he looked at me and said, "He goes, I don't think I've ever seen the offense beat the defense like that before." And I was like, "Well, it's because he the kids he's good, you know." Mm-hmm. But we feel good at all our quarterbacks. You know, Joey Carino and uh, Tyler Sikowski are are very close. I, I'm not even picking a number two. They're both mm-hmm. number twos, and certainly are still not out of this picture. I don't know what these guys are going to do in games, you know, and, and you're not the starting quarterback until you start winning football games in my mind. Mm. And so, you know, right now Reese is in the number one spot, but Joey and Tyler are both doing very well. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy with both of those guys. And, and I have, we're planning on playing all three quarterbacks in this football game to get experience. And, and um, because it's a long season and I, you know, Joey, Joey and Tyler are, are very good, you know, and I just think Reese just has a little more experience and, um, he's got some tools that are, you know, he's got some A plus tools, and it's again, it's going to depend on how he does in games. I mean, that's that's when you pick a starter. You know, maybe by week the off week, we'll have a better feel of who the actual starting quarterback is moving forward. Through the Baylor game, and then obviously you said, look, there's no time to just kind of ease into this thing, even beyond Baylor with UNH coming to town week two. But if if there is one aspect of this team that struggles early on, coach, what is it? What level of this team will you say, hey, this this is a strength that can carry us if part X doesn't play well? I don't want to put it on the offense or the O line or the running or whatever. Where do you feel like there's a strength to say, hey, we can win an ugly game because we're really good in this area? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a it's a great question. I, I it's hard when you're in camp because you know you don't know if one side's strong and the other side's weak or if they're both strong or one's strong. So it, it, you know, you get into that a little bit, but my experience tells me, you know, that we have some explosiveness on offense that we've, you know, we had in 2019, we really struggled with last year. Um, You know, Sibley breaks long runs. I think Jose Lopez and, and, um, and Landon Alexander, we have depth at running back really for the, you know, first time in a while. And, I think the O-line, there's talent on offense. Thomas Greeny we haven't talked about. You know, we've got all kind of NFL scouts coming through here looking mm. at Thomas Greeny. I think we have some explosiveness that we haven't had on offense, and, and that makes it hard on the defense. You know, so the defense has been, you know, playing well, but uh, the offense has got the better of them at times. So it's, it's, uh, it's a challenge. I do think that we have a chance to be good up front on defense, and, and um, you know, our uh, Jackson Ambush is as good as anybody in our conference at linebacker. And, and our secondary has got some toughness to him. So, you know, I think the area of biggest improvement, though, which will really help us is special teams. You know, I think, um, you know, we uh, Tyler Pastulic was the first team punter last year for Delaware. Yep. And we, he's here now kicking great. 
John Opelka, we lost a really good kicker in Dylan Burns, but Johnny Opelka is a, a very decorated high school kicker uh, for Pittsburgh that um, just been really good at practice. And, and I think um, Steven Sokech Minich has won the snapping job. So that area is going to be better. Coach Nestle's our uh, special team coordinator, and, and I'm seeing really positive things out of special teams at practice right now. Coach, do you change a lot when you change an O coordinator and bring in a guy like Jared Ambrose? How much changes from what you've done in the past? Because obviously you want to run kind of similar offenses, but I imagine you want to give Jared the chance to to kind of put his spin on things and bring in some plays that maybe he likes. Yeah, you know, he's been really good. I think um, I just think that the sync between he and I is really good right now. You know, he's, he's been an offensive coordinator for a long time. He coached with his brother, which is the hardest thing in the world you can imagine. Um, so, you know, my antics don't unnerve him. He's been around. He, he gets it. Um, I, I just, we have a really good chemistry together. And I literally haven't been in the room. You know, I mean, I always tell my offensive coordinators one thing. If I got to come in and spend time, we're struggling, you know. And, and um, you know, I, I, I want to be in the defensive room, and that's, I'm working with the defensive line with Coach Calabresi, and, and so that's been my main focus. But Jared and I share the same kind of mentality of what we want, and I think Nate Byam and, and, um, and Will Fiocchi have been here. They know those guys kind of get what we're trying to accomplish here, and I, Jared just kind of fits in. Um, he fits in really well and perfectly, you know, and I think he's done a good job, and he's, he's been challenging our, our defense every day of practice with, with schemes and, and, and timing of how to do things. So I've been really happy and, and with him, and I feel like we're more a complete football team right now at this moment because I see the strengths on both sides right now. We might not be the most dominant. We're not big, really big on defense, but we've got good speed, and, and I think that we have good balance, and I think Jared's a big part of that because I'm not sitting here worried about you know, when I say run the ball, if we run the ball or not, you know, that's a nice comforting thing for a head coach. How many times did you see Top Gun in theaters? Just once, hmm. just once. I thought it was uh, very good. Yep. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise looked terrified in some of those shots. I'm sure he was, you know, uh, but uh, no, it was really, it was a great movie. Yeah. We like about too. Hollywood though. There's not a lot going on, you know, I mean, I know. We just saw Elvis in theaters. I want to see it. Did you like it? Yeah, it's different. It's it's different. It's very interesting. I would say I, I'm interested to learn about people that I don't know a lot about. I didn't. I mean, I know Elvis, but you don't know the ins and outs of his life. So I thought yeah. it was cool. Mm -hmm. Just very differently done. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like the Queen. The Queen biopic was phenomenal. And I then, loved it. Chris has. I also love the Elton John one. And yeah, they were two totally different concepts. Yep. You know, I haven't and, seen Rocket Man either. Yeah, you didn't see either one of those. You be I haven't seen Rocket Man, but I but I saw Queen. Have you seen Yesterday? No. Mm -hmm. About the Beatles? No. no. That's a date night movie. You should okay. watch that. It's okay. a great movie. All right. It's not about the Beatles, but it's it's the Beatles theme. It's fantastic. All right. So you buy the popcorn. I'll get the soda, and I'll see you there for the date night. Long as it's a Thursday night, I'm good. All right. Perfect. All right, Coach. Uh, Chip and Joe will be waiting for you on the tarmac. I'm told. Um, good luck at Baylor, man. If you pull this off on auto, I can't even tell you how many pair of green sole shoes I'm going to find for you. All right, and I will take you on this trip. There's a good little inside between us. Uh, thanks, coach. Good luck, man. Great to see you. 
Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Back live now at Minogue's in Malta. A great spot, Ash, right down the road from where yes. you and I are. Let's get into our dirty, difficult done. As you can see, the Bud Light Seltzer behind me. They've got seltzer of every brand here at Minogue's, whatever you need. It is still summer for many people, so come on down and get whatever you need beverage-wise at Minogue's in Malta. Let's get things going here. Performance Industrials, Dirty, Difficult, Done. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Shout out to our guy, Bill Miller, at Performance Industrial, the sponsor of this segment. There's no job that's too dirty, too difficult for his team to get it done. All right, Ash, you're up first, as always, here on the Triple D. All right. So my Triple D is Kevin Durant. And listen, he's difficult, period, for his team. That's teams that he play for or plays for. He's also difficult to kind of determine, I went a lot of D's in this, talk about triple D, this is a Durant's motives, difficult to decipher. What is he doing? Why is he doing it? He's the flip-floppiest flip-flopper in the NBA. The guy requests a trade, and then a couple of months ago, he really, or last month even, he really kind of like barreled down and said, listen, it's me or it's Steve Nash and it's general Sean manager Marks. Sean Marks. Yep. Me or them. And now all of a sudden it comes out, a joint kind of press release, press conference deal. The Nets and his media company, Durant's media company, all right, I'm staying. Well, what has changed? What has changed? Because Kyrie Irving is still on this team. He opted into the last year of his deal, and that felt like the final straw for Kevin Durant because it was like a day later that he was like, well, I'm out. I want to trade. I don't want to play here anymore. And now all of a sudden this relationship is repaired. He's going to play for Steve Nash. He's going to play for the organization that Sean Marks runs. And everything is going to be all well and good. And, oh, by the way, he's going to do it with Kyrie Irving, who is a big pain in the butt. And we've already discussed him. But I just don't understand, like, how do people not have more questions than answers about this whole situation? Well, uh, well I'll just take my shot at it here. Here's what happened. Durant wanted a trade. 
Nets couldn't get anything of, of sure. equal compensation. Well, we get that. Or reasonable compensation. So, okay, well, well, we're not agreeing to any of the deals that are currently on the table. So, Kevin, sorry, you signed a four-year extension. You're stuck with us unless we can get a good offer from somebody else. That hasn't happened. Durant didn't get his way with the firing of Nash and Marks. So, all of a sudden, this league that is run by superstars – and Kevin Durant is a superstar, he is a but he hasn't proven that he can have a team built around him to win a championship. No. That's a problem. So Durant just ran into a brick wall. They were good on Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn yeah. Nets, to not give in no. to the superstar situation here. I, I say, I man, props props to you for, for being steadfast in I that. I agree. All right, Digging so your heels back, in. Back in 30 seconds. You've heard of Unsung Heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Okay, Ash, I have bad news when it comes to my dirty, difficult done here. Summer, it's done, done. Want to know why? Because college football starts this weekend. Uh, Summer is done. Not only is it the Traverse States where we kind of mark the end of the Saratoga meet for many people. There's a full another week after that. However, yep. Traverse is everybody, everybody gears up for that at the beginning of the meet in the middle of July. And then when it reaches us at the end of August, we kind of yeah. say, okay, kids are going back to school. Yeah. We're getting closer to Labor, Labor Day. Day. And now college football starts this weekend. Are there any games that you really want to watch? No, but will you watch them anyway? Yes. Why? Because it's football. You have Nebraska and Northwestern. Is this a good football game? No. But no, but it's not it. awful. Twelve thirty on Saturday. I will find a way to see a little bit of that game before I go to Saratoga Racecourse. And then you get home late at night. You get Vanderbilt in Hawaii. Let's do it. So summer is unfortunately done as we welcome college football season in. Yeah, it is. Uh, to answer your question, Sam, Sam wants to know if we've got any big plans, like a show on the beach. We don't have that kind of uh, budget, Sam. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no show on the beach, but maybe a show at the Great Sacandaga Lake. Stay tuned for that. Thanks for watching Honorado and Company, everybody. Have a great weekend.